Welcome to Living with a Disability, No Big Deal. This podcast is for people who want to learn how to thrive with a disability. It is also designed to share insights for those who have friends or family with a disability. Brad Gabrielson, our host, was born with cerebral palsy and uses a wheelchair for mobility. He is a North Dakota native and believes life is about managing challenges with understanding, mental toughness, and determination. Welcome to the show today, and we are actually a show, an exhibition, in Jamestown, North Dakota, actually where Brad lives. The Pride of Dakota is a collection of shows at several different cities within the state of North Dakota and features all products made in North Dakota. A lot of food products, um, there's books, there's lawn ornaments, soaps, natural uh things such as that, candles, pies, uh, everything you can think of are, are at the, represented at these shows from the uh, companies from North Dakota. And we are here at the exhibition uh, as exhibitors as well, and we are exhibiting the roller ramp. We have a roller ramp set up with, with handrails and brochures and different things for the customers who are interested to go ahead and take a look. Uh, because uh, Roller Ramp is uh, made in North Dakota, like all the other products at the exhibition. And today, like I said, we're in Jamestown, North Dakota, home of Brad Gabrielson. And we're in- interviewing a few of these companies, uh, basically people that had a dream, a vision, and decided to uh, take it to the next level. And with the state of North Dakota, with, uh, with the help of the Pride of Dakota Network, it allows these companies to go ahead and get help with funding, with uh, packaging, with uh, getting their products to the shelf retail. And doing these Pride of Dakota exhibitions is a great way to spread the news uh, of their products. So some are selling retail, some yet are in the process. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and talk to a couple and I uh, think it'll make for a very exciting show today. Yeah, we're at the Pride of Dakota, which is a uh, showcase of all things North Dakota made products, uh, food items. Uh, Roller Ramp is here. We're here with the famous Brad Gabrielson, of course. And he is on the ramp right now, kind of demonstrating that. This is Greg from Roller Ramp, of course. And uh, it's a two day show, and we're here with Katie, Kara, and Christine. Christine, yes. The or three the three ladies from Pride of Dakota, and Katie, or uh, Kara is just going to. Tell us a little bit about it, uh, maybe some background, things of that nature, and kind of start from there. Perfect. Well, super. Thanks for having us today. Uh, Pride of Dakota is a program of the North Dakota Department of Agriculture. It was created in 1985 to uh, promote products that are made, manufactured, processed, or produced right here in the great state of North Dakota. So everything that you find on our showcase floors uh, have some level of workmanship that happens here within the state. So we don't require that every um, ingredient or every component of a finished product is uh, sourced from the state of North Dakota. However, the final works to make that item uh, saleable uh, is required to happen here within the state. So uh, really an awesome opportunity to come out and see what sort of uh, great products our folks make. And this goes from everything from manufactured goods to food items to hand-sewn clothing blankets uh, there's photography here on the showcase floor today uh, jams jellies 
the list can go on. Uh, folks working with um, laser cutting for wood and metal. Um, so it's a great way to find home decor items. Um, you guys in a very unique situation with Roll a Ramp. Like I just think of all the different uses, whether it's your um, down in your boat dock, uh, you're getting a van set up to be able to put a wheelchair into, um, even like my husband loading something in the back of the pickup. Like I can see so many uses for your product as well. So that's uh, kind of a, a really overhead view of things that happen with Pride of Dakota. Very interesting. Now you've been with Pride of Dakota for how long? So I joined the Department of Ag in May of 2018. So uh, this is like my 14th showcase that I've come across or come out to help with um, as the Pride of Dakota specialist and now a coordinator for the department um, with the Pride of Dakota program in my portfolio. Um, we host six showcases across the state every year. Um, Dickinson, Jamestown, Grand Forks, Minot, Fargo, and then in Bismarck. Um, each one of those showcases gets gradually larger in size, both by the number of vendors as well as the shoppers. Um, 2019 was our record uh, shopper year. We had uh, nearly 53,000 shoppers come through our showcases. Um, so it puts your products as a Pride of Dakota member really in the forefront. Um, tons of people get to walk past and see. Um, and then in terms of the number of companies, uh, we have 512 or 515 Pride of Dakota companies currently, and approximately 50% of them actively participate in Showcase. And then the other 50% utilize the program in different ways, like Cloverdale. They haven't come out to a, a Showcase in a long time, but they still promote that they are a Pride of Dakota company, and they were one of our founding companies. Um, same with uh, Pride Dairy out of Botno, um, that they've maintained their membership, all of these 30... 25, 30 years, and yeah, they're still with us. So um, it's really a great family to be part of. We support each other. Um, companies can uh, mentor with another company as they're getting started. Um, we can work with them to be mentors for other people. Um, we help with marketing, buying down the price of ads um, in magazines and things like that where we help uh, companies advertise. Um, and then our retail network, which is really big too that not everybody realizes we have. More than 350 stores across North Dakota claim or take the, the, the name of being a Pride of Dakota retailer. And they're all listed on our website, prideofdakota.com. And those retailers carry the products with the Pride of Dakota logos on them. So you can check out that list online and um, we help get the products in those stores too. Well, that's very interesting. And, you know, as I've talked to some vendors here, what's interesting is that there's, a, there's several people who started, you know, or are still maybe in their home starting up the business, maybe are... Uh, for example, there's a, a salsa vendor, and she uh, had family that said, boy, this is, would probably sell. And she's still uh, in her home, but uh, just went through and, and uh, built a new commercial kitchen so that she can uh, retail. So it's almost like, uh, you know, entrepreneurs on up to companies, big companies like... Dots Pretzels. Yeah, Dots Pretzels. Uh, it just seems like a great network and uh, there's a partnership that you mentioned that will help as a resource from advertising to buying to, and so there's 
subsidies then is what it would be subsidization of some kind of um, or what do we want to call it is it um, is it funded in some way cooperative marketing so cooperative marketing so is what we yeah so we call it cooperative marketing um like i will work with different um magazines across the state and we will help to buy down those um, ad prices. So maybe something costs $350, we'll throw in $75, $100 towards that ad to help promote not only your business, but that Pride of Dakota label. Um, we, with the program, we have grant opportunities. So Pride of Dakota members can apply for a trade show grant to take their product on the road. So if you're going to a conference out of state and maybe your booth costs you $1,000 and it's air flights and it's uh, hotel rooms, we can help help um, with cover some of those costs it's a 50 50 match so if the show in total costs you two thousand dollars to go out to we'll help you with up to a thousand dollars in 50 50 match for those types of events um, our retailers can apply for a five hundred dollar retail store grant every year to be able to uh, promote pride of dakota products they can do tastings they can um, buy advertising to promote that they're selling pride of dakota uh, products um, we, there is a cap like i only have have um, uh, like seventeen or twenty thousand dollars a year to be able to put towards those types of promotions, but we do have it in our budget to be able to pro provide those sorts of opportunities for our members. And the Bank of North Dakota mm -hmm. is a sponsor, obviously, because they sponsor the show, which allows attendees to come in for free and and shopping bags as well. And it's a very, uh, very reasonable booth prices. I mean, very. It's easy to pay two thousand dollars for a booth like this, you know, in Atlanta or, and in North Dakota. I mean, you're paying. This one was a hundred dollars. Yeah. Well, two hundred. dollars. Yeah. So, is much of that funding coming from, a Bank of North Dakota or memberships or donations or grants, gifts? So the way that the program works, a member would pay a $100 membership fee every year to be part of the program. And then we charge um, booth rental fees for the booth spaces for our shows. Um, we try to make the shows cash flow. So uh, what it costs us for the advertising, for the facility rentals, uh, for our staff time to come out, the vehicles that it takes to bring all of the things here. Um, we try to, as much as possible, make those those um, shows cash flow with that. Uh, the partnership with Bank of North Dakota um, was to offset the admission fees back um, in 2018 and before we were charging one or two dollars of admission. Um, we looked at how much staff time. I was challenged with um, when I came into my position with how are how can we how can we um, spare the budget. What are things that we can um, adjust so that uh, the, the shows are more cost effective. And one of the things that I noticed was the elaborate number of staff that we were bringing to shows to collect that $1 admission. And I did a little math and realized that we were paying more in staff wages, the vehicles bringing the, um, the staff here, all of, all of those um, components were outweighing that dollar amount that we were bringing in at admission. So we, um, we gave a call over to the, the Bank of North Dakota. They had in the past donated um, money to help us cover the price of the shopping bags. Um, in years past, we would always go out seeking sponsors for that. Well, we 
worked out an exclusive uh, sponsorship contract with them to be able to sponsor not only the bags, but then they kicked in some extra dollars to cover the admissions that uh, we technically would have been missing out on, but uh, it's become a really nice partnership. They come and promote their College Save program, which is a 529 um, plan for uh, children to be able to use those dollars towards college in the future. Um, they come and set up their booth. We, we uh, distribute pamphlets and information on their program as well. So they're seeing uh, numbers go up in their program by coming out and utilizing our showcases for the advertising and for the promotion within those bags. And then um, it's just been a really, just a nice partnership because not only do they um, have the 529 plan but on the bank of North Dakota side there's also opportunities for um, low interest loans interest buy downs just different opportunities for you to expand your business with them so they've got a lot of great things in their pocket that helps our entrepreneurial folks here in Pride of Dakota as well yeah, definitely a lot of resources for uh, companies to take advantage of being a network like that as opposed to just being a man out there on an island with a shingle and like, what am I going to do? How do I, right? What do I just get a loudspeaker and yell, you know, peanuts for sale or something? But uh, two questions. How do you see or how have you seen like the growth change, you know, of uh, not only uh, interest from, from uh, companies wanting to come aboard, uh, to the attendance and then number two it seems like a unique program is there was it a unique idea from North Dakota or did it come from another state or are there other similar programs maybe that exist in other states so when the well I'll answer the, the second question first because I got that one on my mind um, so uh, Ed Commissioner Kent Jones back in the 80s um, this was kind of his brainchild um, I can't necessarily say that we are the first state branding program in the nation um, but it was it was his plan uh, they created the North Dakota commodities North Dakota products council I believe is what it was called um, and they kind of started forming the idea of of what Pride of Dakota would be and then they sat down in a room with a bunch of marketing folks and really like laid it all out and came up with the master plan so um, it did start right here in the the North Dakota Department of Ag office um, and just has blossomed from there. We had a charter group of about 20 Pride of Dakota members and a budget of $5,000 for a two-year biennium cycle. And uh, yeah, now we're well over 500 um, members. Um, and, and there are programs like this all across the United States. There's Minnesota, Minnesota Grown on the Minnesota side. There's Alaska Grown. There's uh, Kentucky Proud. Um, there's an Illinois Products program. So, um, and there's, there's a whole group that Nor NAMO is their acronym, North American Association of State Marketers or something like that. Um, but th th we all get together uh, if not every year, every other year, and we talk about um, what we do uh, and feedback, feedback parallels, things that you know we're gonna we're thinking of trying this. Has anybody else tried that? Um, and some of them are very specific to locally grown produce type items. Um, so it's more of a local foods program for some of the states, while others include a. Um, 
a wide variety of products more like we do here in in North Dakota. Um, in terms of growth, um, you know, we're all about elevating the Pride of Dakota logo in whatever way that we can, forming partnerships, finding the right um, people to promote with. Um, for example, the the new Shop ND website that's uh, launching here shortly or it's launched but we're really ramping up for that right now um, we can go into that here a bit too but you know we want to um, really elevate that logo promote the brand so that people are very familiar with it in their households so as they're walking down a grocery store aisle um, or out at a showcase wherever they see that sticker they know that it's something that's made right here in our state no i see a, a diversity of products uh you know for the most part, there's a lot of, of course, things you could eat, you know, egg and food and different kinds of products. Is uh, has the diversity changed, or is it mainly stayed toward that egg type related uh, area? Sure. So, yep. Early, early on, it was very egg related. Um, we started our first showcase in, two, in 1993 in Fargo, and then it wasn't long after that when the diversification started. So then it was not only, um, it, yes, exactly. It wasn't only the North Dakota Mill with their flour and Pride Dairy with their ice cream and Cloverdale with their meat products, um, but then it was the the sewn items the folks working with metal and cabinetry um, countertops all of those sorts of folks started entering the program um, and then the manufacturing as well so it's um it's definitely evolved over the years from i don't want to say a measly start but you know a very small a very modest start to what we are today um and it just keeps growing um the more cottage food type folks joined the program um in the 2017 2018 time frame where um, north dakota created our cottage food laws and our cottage food rules so um we do help promote folks that do make those food items uh, from their home as you had mentioned the gal with the salsa um, she can't take her stuff into a retail store until they're making it in a commercial or an inspected kitchen and have their appropriate um, HACCP plans and nutrition labels and all those things worked out um, but this gives them a great opportunity to bring their product out get some folks in front of it sample it tweak those recipes so that they're basically perfection by the time that they're ready for them to go retail ready and be on a, sh a grocery store so shelf. So you had mentioned January was the uh, prideofdakota.com, was that the website? No, um, shopnd.com. Shopnd.com and uh, launched in January uh, with some pretty decent interest, but now it's October and you've gotten uh, quite an increase of companies that have jumped on board there to be able to offer their products. Talk a little bit about that. So uh, the shopnd.com website is a partnership with the North Dakota Small Business Development Centers. Uh, they receive grant money to create an online shopping platform for products coming out of North Dakota featuring North Dakota businesses. So it is an exclusive to Pride of Dakota. However, we have uh, partnered up with them because it makes a lot of sense. It makes good sense. Uh, we had some beginning discussions. We started onboarding companies and by June, I think we had about 35 uh, businesses on the ShopND website. Um, the The master plan for the site is that it's going to be that one-stop shopping location where you can log in, um, 
put all sorts of North Dakota goods in your shopping cart and check out. Uh, it kicks an email to each of the companies that you uh, put products in their in your cart from, and then they will ship you the products directly to you or to um, a, a loved one if you're sending them as a gift, and they'll package them up, send them off for you. So it's that one-stop North Dakota online store. Um, we're super excited about it. We're um, right around 100 uh, participants on that site. Uh, so we're really gearing up getting that promoted, and you're going to see a lot of that this year through the showcase uh, as we're working on recruiting new companies, and then each of those companies really um, showcasing that they're having their goods there. So after the show, um, maybe you're having buyer's remorse that you didn't pick up something or uh, you want to share something with a friend, you can share that ShopND website uh, with those folks and um, be able to go out there and get their goods outside of showcase season. Great points. And I think the, I think the thing just to highlight is, folks, this stuff is homegrown. This is not things that are processed. It's typically... A lot of many of these people grow the ingredients so you know what you're getting it's real food you can't go to the store and buy this stuff so um, one of the big highlights is you know a lot of the stuff's organic it's natural it's uh, just good food that I think more and more people want to uh, you know invest in yeah a lot of excellent resources and it's October 2nd I believe today isn't it so uh, and we are I was going to say, we are in North Dakota, and so I believe two years ago, there was a blizzard, which uh, for you folks that don't know what a blizzard is, it's a lot of snow, it's a lot of wind, it's a lot of cold, it's like the North Pole, so you did you cancel that show, or... Um, so yeah, we kind of roll with the punches with the weather when it when it's coming at us. Um, that was 2019. Um, we woke up Monday, Tuesday morning, and the reports were so bad that we were going to have this awful blizzard. And I was hanging on to the to the steering wheel. I was like, "This is going to happen. We're still going to have this show." And we got closer and closer. And it was the Wednesday before we were due to move out here to. So the Thursday we come out and set up this show. So Wednesday, we made the call that we were going to postpone um, and see what happened. And then um, we found a, a new date for that show. But the, the really interesting thing was is the, the storm kind of took a little twist and it wasn't snowing and it wasn't snowing. And I just had a pit in my stomach that, oh my gosh, we made the wrong choice. I can't believe it. What? Why did we do this? Like we should have just held the show. And then it hit and it was like 15 inches of snow and just absolutely atrocious. Um, we came back uh, four weeks later, three weeks later. We happened to have an opening in the, the schedule that year. There was There were five weekends in November rather than the normal four. And so we had an opening between our Minot and our Fargo show. So we squeaked Jamestown back in. And when we came back out here for that show in November, there were still snowbanks <laughs> hanging around. We hadn't had a snow, I don't think, after that storm, but there were still snowbanks sitting from that October crazy storm. So 
Um, that was quite the, you know, you never know. We don't know. Fargo, it seems like there's always some sort of a snow blizzardy mess that happens with that one. Minot, we've been snowed on twice, I'm pretty sure. Like the guys wrote Ludafisker bust on the back of my van when we after we pulled into Minot one year on the snow because it was just, you know, hanging out in the parking lot and be kind of funny. But um, like you just you never know what we're going to get for weather but we try to make it everything as safe as possible for um, our shoppers and for our event or for our companies we don't want them being on the road in that ugly weather so we do everything we can to make sure that um, we we do these responsibly well that's north dakota fortitude and the uh, mindset that uh, nothing's going to stop us and uh, just the nature of the beast for the culture up here and it uh, sounds like you three uh, gals have done a phenomenal job in uh, kind of stick handling this. I mean, it takes people, takes time, takes uh, probably a lot of volunteerism, a lot of, uh, you know, willpower to see things through. And so, Kara, Christine, thank you for your uh, time today. And we look forward to many more shows. Thanks for having us. Yeah, bye-bye. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, that concludes the interview with Kara, who is the uh, director of the uh, Pride of Dakota. Um, I'm not sure the exact title, but she runs a pretty tight ship, as does uh, the, uh, the newly hired Katie, who is uh, very efficient, very professional. And then, of course, Christine uh, handling the marketing and the stick handling and part of it. So a very busy, uh, bustling operation. Uh, like I said, there are, uh, let's see, it's Grand Forks, uh, Bismarck, Fargo, uh, Jamestown, Bismarck, and I'm not sure if there's more, but um, really what a what a wonderful network uh, of resources that are able to be provided to uh, people who are just want an outlet for their products, and uh, more and more of the population is searching for something a little bit more. Um, less processed as we say as we say like i said the candles the soaps the the salsas the waffles the breads the everything is is whole homemade here and so just a great uh, exciting uh project that like she said has been going on for uh, quite a while um, so we're going to conclude this interview with uh, kara at the pride of dakota and uh, try to get some entertaining uh, interviews on with other people, other vendors who are showcasing their products as well today. Go ahead and just highlight uh, the things you liked about the show, the uh, exhibitors that you enjoy going to and visiting with their products, and maybe the job that the staff does. What did you like, Brad, about this whole thing? I like I like the fact that um, the public got a chance to come in and see all these products and you know, that the business some of the business that were just starting out like the small cottage industry that's the seems like the backbone of not only North Dakota but any everywhere in the United States because if we didn't have the small companies I think it would be well, very hard to for everybody to survive, consumers and everybody, and the owners. Yeah, that's a good point. This is a cool uh, 
project that North Dakota has, and they have a great staff, nice people to work with. And they had free internet, free internet too, right, Greg? Because you, you were wondering about that. So free Wi-Fi, yep. So we could do yeah, some free interviews Wi-Fi. and stuff. So, so it was kind of cool. So staff did an overwhelming job. Fantastic job. So, and uh, I have a feeling that's going to go on for a long time. That Dakota. God bless them all. They, they do an excellent job every year. They go from Jamestown. I believe they go to Fargo, Minot, Bismarck. Isn't there somewhere in like Dickinson? Or they go all over the state of North Dakota. So it's a cool organization. Let's so, talk a little bit about the vendors that were had some good different products. Well, we saw some products that, um, you know, um, the brain injury ranch, um, at the, they had all kinds of soups and stuff that they had. That was done by the Open Door uh, out of Valley City with Mary there. And uh, that's, a great, that's a great organization as well. Yeah, Thunderbird Ranch is the is yeah. Thunderbird, I'm sorry. Yep, but it's yeah. part of the Open Door Center. Yeah. Yeah, Leslie, yeah, and she she was very interesting, and she was very uh, being positive about the project, and it was uh, very interesting. And uh, the other one was uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Mama's beaches. Uh, Yep, Mama Beach's uh, and she salsa. Had, yeah, salsa and Bloody Mary mix. Well, that was excellent. She is going to have her own uh, another kitchen put in. You know, so she's, she's getting ready to get it all wrapped up and ready to go. And so I think we're going to hear a lot about uh, her business and she'll... Uh, We'll probably see her next year again. Of course, there was uh, a couple that we didn't interview that were had great products too. There was a, a lady and her, and her husband that had the booth that had a lot of bathing products, you know, you know, and soaps and uh, little. Uh, what do you call loofahs or loofahs? Yeah, loofahs. A soap with the loofah built into it. Yeah, it was, yeah that was kind of cool. The, uh, she grows the loofah plant right in her garden there. Yeah. And then it melts right into the uh, soap there. I didn't know a person could actually do that. Yeah, that was uh, interesting indeed. Yeah, so, so um, you know, and uh, uh of course, there was a guy who had all kinds of, uh, of peanuts and, uh, and, and stuff like that. So, and he also had um, uh, pistachios and the stuff that was excellent. He had uh, spicy and uh, mild, and he was selling bags like crazy. So Yeah, the uh, Zoob's nuts, the, uh, the smoked almonds, smoked pistachios, things of that nature. 
Yep. He was a very interesting Billy to bring more of stuff too. So Thanks for enjoying this portion of the show. We look forward to part two with interviews of other vendors and small business owners. And we welcome you to join us for part two of the Pride of Dakota Exhibition 2021. Thank you for listening to this episode of Living with a Disability, No Big Deal. Sponsored by Rolleramp, this podcast features Brad Gabrielson, who encourages everyone with a disability to live life to the fullest. Rolleramp is a global company based in North Dakota dedicated to helping people find solutions to accessibility needs. We hope you'll join us again next time on Living with a Disability, No Big Deal.